Are we live? I think we're live. Find out here in a second. Yeah, I think we're live. How are you guys doing today? It's, um, <clears throat> I don't think I'm going to have too many people on here since I kind of threw this out here a little earlier than I normally do. Which is okay. I'm um, just figuring why not do something different. It's um, it's it it worked so well on Sunday. I had a lot of uh, interaction, so I said, "Well, what if I do it Wednesday nights?" Now maybe you know I put up the post on the last movie outpost a little late, and so uh, but join DY's lounge, Drunken Yo's lounge, so. Here I am. At least on a Wednesday night, I can actually drink as opposed to a Sunday morning slash afternoon when it's a little early to be leaning into my nickname. And that's okay. So I am was just going to have some fun. And if this is something that people want to start showing up for on Wednesdays, uh, maybe a better time to help, you know, for people that yeah, it's a little tough for them on Sunday afternoons. Maybe they're out with the kids or the family or just, you know, still sleeping in for the night before. Um, I, I know in the UK, they're they're pretty much, you know, it's the end of the day for them. But for America, it's, you know, noon. And, well, this might be a better time for some people to, you know, just get involved. And I want to make this a little bit more relaxed you know, just have some fun with it. No big deal. Um, just be something, you know, if you if you get on and you want to watch uh, or if you want to chat on YouTube, ask me for some things. I'll be more than happy to be a part of it. Uh, hopefully, of course, you're, you're subscribing to the channel and you've got, um, you know, notifications on so you know when I schedule it, then you'll be there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is kind of a new thing that we're going to do and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, it's not really, um, you know, I know this is the first one and nobody realizes that we might be doing this on a different night. So I don't expect anyone to, to, to go nuts trying to be on here, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. So what do we want to talk about first? Well, the first thing I wanted to get in on was the, the, uh, Golden Globes. And kind of wanted to go through each film. Some of them I know, some of them I don't. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to kind of comment on it and see what you guys think. So, um, what we have is, uh, first of all, the Golden Globes are just, I, I don't know, I feel like all these award shows, they're just, Pretty people, rich people, just, you know, give, giving each other handies, basically, and having a new way to dress up and show all the rest of the people what they don't get to do. It doesn't feel like a, a celebration anymore. It doesn't feel like something that you're you're vicariously living through. It feels like it's just an in-your-face kind of thing. So I... I don't know. I wonder how much longer these are show, these shows are going to work because I don't know that anybody's watching them. Um, but uh, Hammond, how are you doing? 
my gay my my gay black lefty friend didn't even watch the Golden Clubs because he can't listen to them. Um, I, <laughs> I don't blame him. But, uh, you know, we could do it the easy way here. We could talk about what they picked and then explain to them why they're wrong. So that's always fun, I think. Uh, so the best film was The Fablemans. Now, I saw The Fablemans. I got to tell you, this... One guy put it best, I think. Um, it wasn't me, unfortunately. I wish I had thought of it. But do you know the scene in in Captain America: Civil War where Tony Stark makes this big holographic thing at the beginning where they show Robert Downey Jr. They've done the de aging on him and everything, and he's it's like his last day with his dad and mom, and he can say goodbye to him, and it's like his chance to work through some things. That's that's the Fableman's first Spielberg, I think, because I just couldn't connect really to it. It just was moments in his life that you, there was no. I mean, it's like okay, he, it's, his mom is kind of weirdo, and his dad gets kind of crapped on. I think his dad was the the unsung hero of the of the piece because he just. It, you know, it's just the set-upon guy who does his best for his family and everybody craps on him. So, um, and then the kid wants to be a filmmaker and he gets to meet his, his hero. The end. Okay, I'm sure it's very special to you, Stephen, but there was nothing for me to really latch on to. And, um, you know, was it well shot, well acted, well directed? Yes. Was the story worth a damn Again, it's very personal, Steven, so I'm sure it meant a lot to him. But I couldn't I couldn't connect to any of it. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, just the stuff that was not... I mean, Avatar Way of the Water is nominated for Best Drama. I mean, would, well, yeah, we're nominating theme park rides now. That's what we're nominating. Uh, Elvis, I, I... Elvis is just... It's a fairy tale version of the Elvis's life, and then... I wrote in my 2022 review that this was the one millionth uh, Elvis movie made. And so Baz Luhrmann got a free uh, shopping spree at the Atlanta Winn-Dixie. Um, how many more times are we going to tell Elvis's life? You know, he he was a great singer. He, he really influenced the culture. He couldn't get off the pills and... He ended up dying on the toilet. I mean, I don't, you know, he, 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 I guess this one kind of showed a little bit more how the colonel or whatever his name was um, kind of ran his life or ran his career and probably didn't do him any favors because he's a carnival barker. But I'm like, God, you, you picked up your manager at a carnival. What did you think was going to happen? Um, I haven't seen Tar. I would, I, I'm interested in seeing that because I like. I like uh, the Kate Blanchett and how she's handling some of the speeches in there, especially when she goes after the woke. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know much more about it than that. Other than Kate Blanchett is awesome. Top Gun Maverick was my favorite sh movie of the year, but I mean, is it's it's basically a remake, a really good remake of the original Top Gun with just, it, it was Terminator Two. It's just. Same movie, but up in the stakes, better visuals, better, more money. And 
you know, I got nothing bad to say about it. I don't have a problem with it being nominated, but I don't know, the best. I, I, I just, I don't know why, and maybe it was in the comedies, but I don't know why everything, everywhere, all at once wasn't in there. Uh, best performance by an actress in film, Kate Blanchett, Tar. Well, the Fablemans, I mean, Michelle Williams did a fine job, I guess, but it just feels like a paint-by-numbers. And Viola Davis, that's the that's the token pick. Um, that Woman King was a token movie because it wasn't very good and it was completely historically inaccurate. And no, everybody's afraid to say it, but fine. I tried to watch Blonde. I couldn't get through the first 20 minutes of it. I finally gave up. Have no, I don't even know what this... I don't remember the Empire of Light. So, sure, Kate Blanchett, just because she's awesome. Um, best performance by an actor in a film, drama, Austin Butler, Elvis. Sure. I've seen none of those others, and I got to admit that he was the one thing in that movie that I felt like he really captured Elvis. He really was Elvis. He did a great job. Um, the Banshees of Inshirin, um, the, the best film musical or comedy. Oh, here's everything. Okay, so this one should have been the winner. Sorry. This was the best movie of the year. Um, the John Ford cameo is epic. Yeah, Hammond, the, the, that was fun. Um, but again, it was like, you know, I, I I don't know. I just I was I was wanting more out of that movie. I just didn't get it. So it, it is what it is. Um, Triangle of Sadness. I I just read about that, and I or no, I saw it on uh, Red Letter Media, and I feel like that looks interesting. The idea of people getting shipwrecked and. The person who cleans the toilets ends up running it like a, like a third world dictator. <laughs> it sounds great, but uh, everything, everywhere, all at once was just one of the best movies I've ever seen. I I love it more. I think it's unbelievably good, and there's so many layers and stuff going on. Um, Cinema Sins. I think it's the only one they gave it like just one sin. And they did this whole thing where like they were going through their own different universes. So different YouTubers were doing the sins and stuff. It was great. But yeah, he, he really he really nailed it and saw the layers and uh, was kind of impressed that he, he really understood it as well as he did. Uh, Glass Onion. I mean, I've heard nothing but crap about that. It's like a I mean, they use twins, and the bullet is caught by a book. Just terrible, terrible ideas. Babylon, I've, I haven't seen yet, but, I mean, I'd like to see Margot Robbie. Um, and I haven't seen this Banshees of Insurance, so I have no idea. No idea whatsoever. Um, Michelle Yeoh, Everywhere, Everything All at Once wins. Perfect, fine, hand down, I'm there. I do want to see the menu, though, now. I, I hear it. I thought, sure, it was going to be about cannibalism. I guess it doesn't go that way, so that's good. No. Uh, but yo was great. Uh, 
best performance and by an actor in a film, musical or comedy. Colin Farrell, the Banshees of Instrument. Fine. Um, I, I I just I haven't seen the rest of these, so in fact I haven't seen any of these. Um, I just can't bring myself to watch this one because I wasn't that impressed with the first Knives Out. So. Best animated film, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Well, I mean, you know, you were you were against Puss in Boots. <laughs> um, I I've heard this Marcel Marcel the Shell was okay. Um, Turning Red, I just kind of obvious. In you, oh, I don't know what that is. So maybe you guys can tell me. Um, best non-English language film Argentina 1985 I haven't watched it I, in fact I haven't watched it I've, I've watched I've watched RRR or at least I've watched the first half of RRR because that's a that's a three hour three and a half hour walk through and I think 45 minutes of it is a dance number at the end so I need to get through it. But what I saw was like, wow, India could make a insanely ridiculous CGI fest just as good as America. Best supporting actress in any film, Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, I guess because she wasn't laughing the entire time, she managed to do it with a straight face. <laughs> I don't know. Um... I mean, you could have picked any one of those. You could pick the daughter and everything, everywhere all at once. She was amazing. There was everybody was great in that cast. So, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in that movie was good too. Uh, near nearly unrecognizable. Um, she said uh, that that movie is just insulting. Uh, she said, "If you don't know, is a movie about uh, the the Harvey Weinstein stuff." And I think there's something incredibly icky about making a movie about a guy who used the movie industry as his personal sexual plaything for decades and everyone knew about it. And now that he's been taken away, you're going to make a movie on it to make some more money off of him. I, it's just gross. Uh, Hu Kwan, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I did... Love that, uh, yeah, no time for love, Dr. Jones. He's he's up there getting that Golden Globe. Good for him. I hope, I hope, I mean, he still, he still speaks kind of the same way. I don't mean just the accent, just kind of this very enthusiastic Asian guy. I, I think he's, I think he's Korean. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, but I, I, I just I just get a kick out of how bubbly he is that that same exuberance that he has as a child actor he, he still has it's somewhat refined but he still has that as an adult and I don't know I'd like to see him I'd like to see what else he could do um, but he may be limited in his parts and that's a shame. Uh, Babylon more banshees the good nurse okay. Um, but yeah, he he was he was really good in this. He he did play a very uh, understated version of his character who just met up with 
Michelle Yeoh in another universe where they had never gotten together, but they had known each other before they split up. And it was, it was a nice, quiet moment. So I think he can do other stuff. I think we just need to see him do it. Uh, best director, Steven Spielberg, The Fablemans. <laughs> okay, I guess. I, I I think what these guys had to balance and everything everywhere all at once is just... I mean, it was a very straightforward story in the Fablements. It wasn't. It wasn't like it was having to bounce back and forth. It wasn't doing things in a in a unconventional way. I I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's kind of nice. I get so tired of everything starting in media res and all that. Or we're gonna play around with the timelines. Or you know, it feels very faddish sometimes. But what those guys did in that movie was really impressive and uh, Fablemans is just, it's, it's, it's a movie. It's fine. It's not terrible. It's just, I just, I don't see what was so special about it. I don't get it. I mean, you could say Baz Luhrmann, at least he put a lot of visual flair into the movie, into Elvis and Avatar way of the water. I mean, I mean, isn't that really an animated feature? I mean, really, isn't it? I mean, isn't it animated except that they, you know, have a couple of guys in green screen here and there? Ah, that's... Ah. First of all, this movie sucked ass. It was terrible. And second of all, I, I think that's what $2 billion in box office receipts buys you as a nomination. <laughs> um... The Menu is the only movie made last year that I watched. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, if you liked it. I uh, did you like it, Hammond? Did you like the fame? Did you like the menu? I mean, I, I heard it's a pretty good dark comedy. So let me know what you think. Um, look, the Fablemans is milk toast. But at least it's not woke nonsense. Yeah, it, no, you're right. It's not woke nonsense. But I, I've kind of joked. I'm like my bar is so low now. It's like, well, at least it didn't piss me off. But I. I feel like with Spielberg, it's like, no, man, you, you, you've done so much that's so awesome, even in your quieter stuff. I mean, I think Empire of the Sun is one of his most underrated movies. Um, you know, people when they think of World War II Spielberg, they think more about like Saving Private Ryan. Um, but but I don't think Empire of the Sun gets nearly enough credit. I think Schindler's List, of course, but. Uh, that one is is so good, and then of course there's 1941. <laughs> I will give him a ball of kid on that one. It's one of those bad movies that I love. I just I just love 1941, but I know it's it's not good, but I I enjoy it. Um, yeah, the menu is okay. I'll never watch it or anything like that. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, it's it's a thing I. Don't, don't you feel like so many movies that come out now they're just it, it, other than Maverick which I admit is not the deepest movie but it was one that was like I want to see that again how many movies do you come out of there going I, I want to see that again everything everywhere all at once I, I said that 
but so many movies, whether they're big block uh, blockbusters or these little tiny ones, I watch it and go, eh, eh. the best I could come up with was, eh, it was all right. I'm glad I saw it. Never watch it again. Never want to repeat. I, I don't know why there's so many earlier movies that we just, we could put in and we can enjoy them every single time, you know, from like Die Hard to A Christmas Story or whatever, Back to the Future, Star Wars, Raiders. And other movies you just like so many now. I don't, I don't care to put them back in and watch them. Um, it's one and done, and I'm I'm out. I don't care. So I don't know. Uh, best original song. I do not care. Uh, best TV drama. House of the Dragon. Uh so Eggie Eggie thought it was a snub for Better Call Saul. I I do get what he's saying um better call Saul was just so good and it's it's so rare for some of these series especially ones that go on for so long to really stick the ending and better call Saul and breaking bad both did so and considering it was this last season although i don't know if that's a measure you know it should be a, a reason why you pick one but it was so good on the other hand, House of the Dragon was excellent. I can't take anything away from House of the Dragon. Uh, I haven't watched The Crown. I haven't watched Severance, although I do want to watch Severance. Ozark I started to watch. Uh, here's the thing. I actually had a place down the Lake of the Ozarks. I, I know the Lake of the Ozarks. I'm, I'm pretty familiar with it. spent a lot of time down there. And so my problem was is that when they filmed it, one, they clearly filmed it in Vancouver because it doesn't look like what they show. And two, it's, I mean, it's just a middle class. I mean, they have a Home Depot and a Walmart and a Lowe's and two Walmarts and McDonald's and Burger King. And it's just not that skeezy like the way they show. It's just, it's just a lot of vacation homes and condos and it's just, you know, people got their boats and then they go back for the for the rest of the week to work and then they come out for the weekend and spend the weekend out there. It's like I I don't know. You know I mean, I, I guess the story's good. I just I had trouble getting past that. I, I guess when you know the place it makes it more difficult. So that's on me, I suppose. That's on me. Oh yeah, I did watch Maverick from last year. I watched Maverick three times. Yeah, I mean, it was an it was a movie that you wanted to go in, you wanted to rewatch. It was great. Uh, best actress in a TV drama: Zendaya, Euphoria. I have no idea what that is. I don't. I have no 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 clue about that. Uh, the only one I know here is Emma Darcy from House of the Dragon. She was good. Best actor in a TV drama: Kevin Costner, Yellowstone. Uh, Jeff Bridges, the old man, didn't see that. Diego Luna and Andor. Uh, Diego Luna, he was he 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 barely had his character barely had any agency in that show except when he's unexpectedly murdering somebody or shooting him in the back, and he was he's kind of bland. He's just not not that emotive, not that expressive. I I don't even know why he got nominated. Um, Eggie says he loves Yellowstone. There's not much depth to Costner's role as John Dutton. 
I, I would disagree that there's not much depth to his role, that John Dutton is a deep character, there's a lot going on, but Costner just is kind of like turning into Jeff Bridges. They just bring on their breaths grizzled now, and that's that's it. So I, I, I kind of agree or disagree. Um, but Odenkirk, yeah, he should have won. Odenkirk was unbelievable and in better call Saul. And considering his last season, he, he should have got it. I don't know. Maybe he's got it before. I, I don't know. Do you need money for this, or is it just the prestige? I, I don't know. Best TV musical or comedy, Abbott Elementary. Uh, one over the bear, the hacks, only murders in the building, and Wednesday. Uh, the only one I saw is Wednesday. I, I liked it, so I'm going to say since it was the only one I saw, it should have won. Uh, this Abbott Elementary, I'm just looking at it. It looks woke as hell, so I, I have a feeling that's just cringy. Could be wrong. Uh, best actress in TV musical or comedy, uh, Quinton, Quinta Brunson, Albert Elementary, or whatever. Kaylee Kuko, The Flight Attendant. I haven't watched it. Um, Gene Smart, Hacks. Uh, Jenna Ortega, Wednesday. So I, I haven't watched any of these, so I, could, I don't have any real. Uh, best actor, Jeremy Allen, The Bear. Barry, I've heard good things about Barry, but I, none of the rest of this I know anything about. Um, best limited series, anthology series, are made for TV, The White Lotus. I guess The White Lotus is a little bit like uh, American Horror Story in the fact that each season is its own deal. It's kind of like anthology seasons. And they just tell one story through a season and they move on. But instead of being weird horror bizarre things it's it's just murder mysteries heard good things so now um i have i have pam and tommy on my list i just haven't watched it and the jeffrey dahmer story i i just i don't want to watch another thing about jeffrey dahmer it's just i feel like how many more times are we gonna prop up this guy i know he's dead and all but still it's just like he was a weirdo that ate people just stop Amanda Seyfried, the dropout. Again, I don't I don't know anything about that. Uh George and Tammy. My wife is watching George and Tammy. She really likes it. So she's got a thing for country music stars. Or um her favorite movie is the one with um Walk, Walk Hard, I think. Um I maybe that's the the it's the one where with uh, Johnny Cash. June and Johnny Cash. She loves it. Uh, Julia Garner, Inventing Anna, Lily James, Pam and Tommy, and Julia Roberts, Gaslit. Yeah, I just, I haven't watched any of them, so I don't know. Um, really came prepared for this one. I have my wine. That's, that's you know, if you want to be called Drunken World Yoda, should have the alcohol. I do. So at least I've done that my part. Ah, in my bitty. Uh, Pam and Tommy again. Blackbird. Staircase. Under the banner. Jeffrey Don. Don't know. Don't know. Don't care. Um, 
Best Supporting Actress in a Limited Series, Anthology Series, or Made for TV, Jennifer Coolidge, The White Lotus. Stifler's mom! Good for her. Uh, Claire Danes, Fleischman's in Trouble under the band Monster and White Lotus. Uh, okay. Uh, just seems like we got a lot of the same stuff on the watch list. More Blackbird, The White Lotus, Dahmer, Pam and Tommy. Okay, whatever. Ozark, uh, Abbott Elementary. Um, more Abbott Elementary. I'm just, I'm trying to see. Okay, so yeah, I mean, so the Golden Globes, another year, nobody cares. Um, <laughs> I saw the Ant-Man Wasp, uh, Mania. Um, yeah, I liked it okay. I mean, it looks a little, at least it looks a little more serious. I don't think you guys can hear it, and I know it looks like crap coming through. Um, but at least it, it looks definitely more serious, like they're taking the MCU seriously again. And also that it seems to have, well, the one thing I did notice in the Ant-Man trailer... No ants. Where's the ants? <laughs> Why'd you bring it? You're Ant-Man. That's your name, Ant-Man. You're supposed to be. And we know you're supposed to control ants. Where's the ants? I want to bet we don't see a single ant in this thing. I bet I bet you we don't. Um, I kind of like what they did with Kang as far as, you know, because he always has that weird blue mask on. And this is like they made a blue force field mask that kind of gives the same effect. So I kind of like that. And then you have uh, Modoc. Now here's the here's the unsubstantiated rumor. Modoc within the MCU, which would this would actually kind of make sense when you think of the context. But Modoc may be Yellow Jacket from the first one. That that's how he ended up after the after the squishing, after the car crunching or whatever. He ended up in a car crusher um, of his own suit that he ended up becoming MODOK. And I was like, you know, I kind of like that. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that Marvel purists will hate it. They'll say, oh, MODOK is whatever he is. But I mean, it's like, I've always thought MODOK was kind of ridiculous. There he is. It just, the whole idea of MODOK is just bizarrely weird to me and doesn't, I, I just can't help but laugh at him. He doesn't, he doesn't look like a serious um, villain to me. So if he's, if he's the Yellow Jacket, um, whatever his name was in, in the first Ant-Man movie, um, I, you know, I, I was like, okay, that would be a nice callback i could i could kind of put up with that but if he's just whatever he is I like, like everybody says jack kirby is but like one of the comments i saw in here let's see uh i said is anyone am i the only one that thinks modok is ridiculous just in general i can't take him seriously uh sluggo says oh yeah for sure but that's what's fun about it he's such a physical abomination he has no other choice but to be some hateful cosmic psycho um, however, Longshank said, well, 
take your pick between him and Armin Zola, the guy with the face on a TV monitor, on his stomach, and a video camera for a head. Yeah, I know. It was, it's pretty hilarious. I love how they they did that by just putting him in a computer and then putting the camera in a green screen like an old 1970s monitor. It's kind of a nice way to bring that back, but... He says, uh, both are Jack Kirby creations, and that's why he's the most overrated comic book ever. No, I don't think he's the most overrated. I think he's he's rated just fine. I think he's he's added and gave so much to the industry. I don't I don't think he can be overrated. But that being said, it doesn't mean everything he created was gold. Um, I remember Machine Man in the seventies. I mean, it's like his art was great and he did a ton of stuff. But they weren't all they weren't all gold. Um, so do we get this Kang? We'll see. Maybe this Kang. Um, yeah, I I mean I I don't know I I'm so disenchanted with the Marvel with the MCU right now because of the Phase Four was just so bad. I mean, She Hulk was such a bizarre misfire that seemed to just wanna. Well, not seemed. The the writers actually said it. They wanted to piss off the very people that, that they perceive as the main fans of the MCU, which is, you know, straight white geeks. Like we're the we're the problem of the world for some reason. It's like God, I didn't get beat up in high school constantly and picked on and told I was, you know, a complete nerd and everything for liking all this stuff to finally get here now and just be told I'm evil for liking this stuff. And not only are we going to take the stuff you like, we're going to ruin it for you and make it worse. It's like, what did I do to you? You know, it's like you're getting paid for it, aren't you? Jesus. So, yeah, I, I, I was so disenchanted with everything they did in phase four. And now, well, I admit the trailer looks better. We'll see what they do. Um, I just don't know. Uh, Peyton Reed, he, at least he's done all three of them, so it'll have a, at least a similar tone to it. And I never thought the tone was bad for the Ant-Man movie. So, okay, that's Ant-Man. Here we go. And finally, um, for those of you watching on the political channel, I've actually done a dual stream. I doubt that anybody's watching on my political channel. In fact, I am... I am reasonably certain that nobody is watching over there because there's barely anybody watching over here. But I was happy to make it work um, because just trying to get used to this. But we're going to get a little, I guess not political, more, more like cultural, I guess, would be the better the better word for it. But, uh, well, it doesn't look like it is working over there. I put it in there, but I don't don't know if it's actually streaming to it. So maybe it's not. Oh, well. Um, at least I'm streaming to one place. Oh, wait. Might help if I was in the right account. Dumbass. Uh, not smart. I'm not smart today. Here we go. I am streaming over here. Is anybody watching it? 
Um, yeah, sure. Because I am accustomed to this. But it's made for kids. That's fine. Um, there has been one view and one like. How about that? I, I, I'm, yeah, this is step one to taking over the world. That's how it works. So I wanted to do this one. Um, filmmakers say no to non-white bad guys. So this is a perfect example of where racism works both ways. I mean, in the end, you're still being racist. And what he's, what, this is, um, how, what's his name? Uh, Kumali Nanjiani. Um, I work with a lot of Indian guys, but I just struggle with the names. Um, he says, I think Hollywood now, even though they're trying to be more diverse, is still weird. Good intentions can sometimes lead to misguided solutions. If the bad guy is a brown guy, what message is that sending? Well, I want to play more bad guys. Sebastian Stan does these big Marvel movies, and then he'll play a psychopath. I was told that was going to be hard because people don't want to cast non-white people as bad guys. So you're 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 demeaning the poor guy. You're taking away roles as an actor. You're taking any actor will tell you that they always want to play the bad guy because it's more fun. Um, and and you could probably think of a hundred movies that you've seen where an actor really got to chew up the scenery as the bad guy. I, I, I think of, like, Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. It's just absolutely hilarious. Just chewing up the scenery, right? And you can think of, I don't know, probably a million more. The point is, it's like, well, only white guys could be villains. It's like, well, that's not... First of all, there's probably black guys, obviously an Indian guy here, women. There's probably a lot of people who'd like to play a bad guy. Um... Take uh, Lena Headley in uh, Judge Dredd. Fantastic bad guy. Um, now, I don't know. Maybe she gets, you know, this is before all the woke nonsense. But it's like Wesley Snipes in Demolition Man. I mean, clearly he was having a ball in that movie. And I was having a ball with him because he was freaking hilarious. He wouldn't get to play that role now. And that's not, it's like. What do you, you think you're being nice, but what you're saying is everybody, you're being racist towards white people because you think that white people only perceive minorities as villains and that we think that they're all crooks and they're all murderers and we have to be shown that. You're being ridiculous towards minorities because you see them as some sort of angelic beings without sin and that if they do sin it's it's because of external forces or because of us white people in general so you're taking away all their agency you're treating them as something that's not human well they're humans treat them as humans everybody should be treated as a human and then be judged on their merits of what they do or don't do. But when you treat them as something other than human, in the end, you're just demeaning them. I mean, this, you know, this idea that all Native Americans were just part of the, you know, peaceful people, just part of nature and harmony. It's like, do you think there weren't Native American rapists? There were. Were there Native American families and protectors and just quiet people living out their lives and doing great things 
yeah, there were those too. Were they murdering and sacrificing children in the in, in the Aztec rituals? Oh yeah, it was horrible, bloody. This idea, I mean, it's like because they're humans, and humans do great and terrible things, and when we start treating them as sub races or sub cultures or things like that, you end up hurting the very people. Most of the time you end up hurting the very people you're trying to help. And the reason why is because the only thing you see of value or lack of value is how they were born physically. It's the only thing you can see of them. And Hollywood, that's all you're doing. And so now he he can't play a bad guy. Well, that's just ridiculous. Um, the only reason he's getting cast in Chippendales, which is probably a much meatier role because this guy that did Chippendales had his ups and downs because he really was Indian. So, but that's, that's kind of a loophole in the whole thing. Um, so I'm sure he had a lot of fun with that and good for him for being able to do it. But it's, I, I get what he's saying. It's like, we're not treating... We're not treating minorities as humans. We're not treating blacks, Indians, Asians. We're not treating them as humans. We're treating them as something else. And that, to me, is go get your hood and go burn your cross because you're really no different. I don't care how altruistic your motives are. You're, you're no, your attitudes and your ideas are really no different. You don't understand the idea that we're all just people and we all do good and bad things, and we all want to do the same things. And we just have different colored hair and skin. It's not a, I, I, I mean, this was a simple idea that we had figured out 50 years ago. Like, we fought, and we did all this this civil rights, and we kind of, you know, by the 80s, it was like, it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, that was stupid, wasn't it? I'm glad we don't think that way anymore. And now we do again, and it's really disgusts me. So, yeah, that's where we are. That's that's where this is gone. So, yep, this has been fun. I'm going to go ahead and cut it off here because just haven't gotten the views that I would hoped. But if we keep doing it, then people will find us. Um, we'll have fun with it. Um, and I will try to get this up on the podcast and everything. So. That's the big deal. Thank you very much for for being here. Um, if you were here, um, thank you, Hammond. And we will try to do this on Wednesdays because it's just a chance for me to sit back, relax, and certainly in the future, if it's like what it was last Sunday, we will definitely um, I'll be happy to interact with you. And I will put in where you can contact me directly um i'll send you a link if you want to get on the stream and just talk with me directly um be a part of this uh yeah i don't i i know these guys on youtube they get big and you, you know you try to get their attention they don't they kind of stick with their group of friends who are also big and they you know they want to get the views I'm good for them but i don't know i kind of like the idea of just talking to to the audience members and bringing them on and talking to them and the more we do that you know even if we get big if you know, just picking random people out of the audience who wants to wants to talk or has been around. I'd, I'd like to do that more and probably get more difficult if it really did get popular, but eh, it's worth a shot. So, 
Anyway, I am Drunken Yoda. You can find me uh, on two different channels, either Drunken Yoda Unplugged, you can look that up on YouTube, or Last Movie Outpost. And don't forget, we are lastmovieoutpost.com, where we have all the latest in movie news, streaming news, and everything cool about film. We are the cool dudes now. You can reach me at contact us at lastmovieoutpost.com, Drunken Yoda at Last Movie Outpost. I am at Drunken Yoda 1. And the main page's Twitter is at Movie Outpost, where you can find... Uh, all our stories getting shared on there, or just come to lastmovieoutpost.com, check every day, because I guarantee there's a new story there every day, if not five or six. Thank you very much for watching, and I'll see you on the next stream.